Hey guys, welcome back to Breaking Down the D. I'm joined by a special guest, Michael, who's a friend of mine, good uh, fan of the Red Wings, and glad to have you on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, so the first thing um, we want to talk about, of course, the topic today is the Red Wings. Um, Bobby Ryan, he scored, I think, four goals in his first couple of games of the Red Wings. What do you think has led to um, success? I think he's just in the right spot at the right time. Like he's had a couple goals like right off the face off. And I think he's on, he's on a line with Philpola and Michael Rasmussen. So I think that they're going to give him the puck and he's at the right spot at the right time. Yeah. Most of his goals have been new than that. They haven't been outside shots. So you definitely be in the right spot at the right time. I mean, a goal is a goal. So, I mean, however you right. say, it doesn't really matter. Um, mm-hmm. so that's similar to Tyler Bertuzzi's play. I mean, he's, he's gets down low and tips it, redeflects it, gets the rebound. So they have similar um, play styles. And that does end up getting a lot of goals if you can get in the right spot. It's, it's hard to yeah, do. It can, you, can, you can kind of predict where it's going to go and make this yeah, it can. Yeah, like it can also – like he can also make – what Tyler is good at is he can make the other team mad and like get him off his game because he, he's not a very good skater, but he gets he gets in the crease and can really make the opposition mad and get them off their game. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, another topic I want to talk about is Dylan Larkin. Um, he was just announced as a captain, Michigan man, played at University of Michigan. What do you think? Um, do you think being a captain takes um, on the your level of responsibility and like will that um, up his level of play? You think? Yeah. So he he's a young captain. He's only twenty four years old. He's he was drafted in twenty fourteen, whether he's fifteenth overall. Um, and I think he's got a got he's got a lot of good mentors on that team like Mark Stahl. He's been in the league a long time, so he can kind of teach him some stuff. And I think that Larkin's. I think we all kind of knew that Larkin was going to end up being the captain of the wing someday. He's kind of been the face of Red Wings, I guess. Yeah. So, I, yeah. So I I think I think he's excited. I think he's gotten off to a pretty good start this season. And maybe his first game was a little bit shaky because it was you know his first game as captain, kind of nervous. But I think he's kind of used to it a little bit, and he's playing really good. Yeah, and with the whole COVID situation, it's going to take the players a little while to adapt to the new way of playing since the Red Wings weren't in the bubble because they weren't in sure. of contention. But, um, yeah. yeah, it'll definitely it's definitely going to be a step in the right direction, I think. He has looked mm-hmm. shaky at times in the last couple of years, but his skating compared with the getting shots on, he can skate well and get to the, uh, create opportunities. And then Tyler Bertuzzi, they match well together because Tyler Bertuzzi can get his, like, rebounds and – they're, kind yeah. of, they're, they're a good pairing. That's why um, they're usually on the same line. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Jeff Blaschel, he usually mixes it up, but they're usually on the same line, the first line. Right. And I think they've been, like, ever since, you know, they've both were, they've been on the Red Wings for about the same time. And I think that they've been playing with each other for a long time and they kind of know where everybody, where they're going to go without even looking. You know what I mean? Like, they just know yeah. where they're going to be. Solely from a talent standpoint, you wouldn't see Ty Bertuzzi as a first liner, but um, he's definitely, um, Paired well with um, Larkin and knows where to go and knows how to get um, good opportunities to score. Yeah, they got great chemistry. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's definitely helped them. I mean, um, at least yeah. another topic. Um, they have great chemistry. What are the, do you think the expectations are for the rest of the year? Do you think they? Sh- how many games do you think they should win? What do you think? 
I think I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. You know, they're in they're in a real they're in a rebuilding state. They got a lot of young guys. This offseason, they did bring in a couple veterans like Bobby Ryan, you know, thirty three years old, and then Mark Stahl again. He's played almost nine hundred games in the league, so I think they bring in a couple veterans to teach the young guys, some, right, to kind of teach them. And yeah. I I say they finish sixth or seventh in the league. I say they're not going to be the worst team in their league, but I definitely don't see them making the playoffs. I think they got a few years before that, a few more draft picks. And Larkin, you know, I mean, he he's going to get better over the years. He hasn't reached his prime yet. Same with Bertuzzi. And, and I think Mantha is also a great fit on that line, back to the chemistry. Yeah, and, and as a player, um, adding on to the expectations, I, I want to see his Adina. I mean, he's had a few um, – he had the assist um, to Bobby Ryan, the nice assist. And he is on the COVID protocol um, at the time of this recording. But he has he's, – he's another young player. I think he's only like 19 or 20, something like that. And he, he definitely shown flashes, and I want to see more out of him this year. He, he's definitely a big piece of the future for the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think also last year how we traded Robbie Fabry, I think, or got Robbie Fabry. I think that was a great, great pickup. He's had a good, he's had a good season and a half with the Red Wings. He's he's contributed a lot. He's had lots of goals, lots of assists, and I think he's also he's not old, but he's not young. He's kind of like at the prime of his career right now. And I think, yeah, yeah one of the main things I think that the Red Wings are hoping to do this year is um, work with the young guys um, and develop them definitely because it's a rebuild i mean um, yeah raymond kevin raymond who drafted him um, mm-hmm. this year and um it's gonna be a couple of years before he's in the league but that's a hard part of a bit of rebuild in the nhl is that it takes a little longer because the players need a lot a lot more time to develop because you draft them like a couple of years before right. they're ready to make you know um, nhl so that's a hard part about it yeah i agree um, another thing, another topic um, that I wanted to discuss with Jeff Jeff Blashill. How how much longer is he going to be with the Red Wings, and what what's gonna, like the what's going to set him off? Like, what does he need to do? I think I think he's a good coach. He, you know, he won the Calder Cup with the Griffins. I think he's a good coach. Just you could you could take any coach and have him coach Red Wings, and they just want to be good. Like they're they're in a rebuilding state. You know what I mean? It's not it's not Jeff Blashill's fault. He's done everything he can. I think he's a good coach. I think. I think we got a few pieces of our puzzle there, just not the whole thing yet. And I really do think that he, I think he's going to stick with the Red Wings. Just, I just don't think that, I just don't think the Red Wings have good enough players to, no matter who's their coach, even, you know, make the playoffs. Yeah. I, I feel like they'll um, let him have a chance um, after the rebuild's done and they're actually in playoff contention and see how he plays then. And then really yeah. evaluate him. Cause it's hard for, um, it's hard to evaluate um, a coach if the team is shaky and doesn't have a great, I mean, we saw last year, I mean, the Red Wings were dead last in points and wasn't very even close, I think. Yeah. Closely. I think they were back by 20 points or something like that. Yeah, they weren't they were that far. Crazy. And, I mean, the team has definitely improved from last year. They added a few veterans and their young players have developed more, but yeah. the take like way longer in the NHL than like the NFL, because in the NFL, your first round pick is, an, first and second round picks are like immediately beneficial but in the NHL it takes like three or four years before they start to make a difference in the league yeah like DeAndre Swift this year he had a great season for the Lions yeah he did and um I mean it's hard because we see some players like um Larkin and it's like always been on the team for like almost a seventh year 
and he's only 24 and it's like crazy you think he's like almost a veteran on the team he's right actually he's one of the younger players on the team and still has a lot yeah of, he still has a lot of juice i mean you've seen that he had that good wraparound goal the other night where he just sped yeah and got a great opportunity right. to, didn't win the game but um his juice definitely helps the team overall he definitely brings him up that's why yeah I, I, why he's the captain I, yeah i also feel like this year with steve eiserman um, I think ever since Steve Eiserman took office, I think there's just been more energy to the team. I can just see, like, I just feel like they – They're trying. They have a – Yeah. And I think Steve Eiserman was a good fit. You know, he was the captain of Red Wings for a long time. So he, he knows – he really understands the game and he knows who to draft. And I think he's a great GM so far. Yeah, he definitely – I mean, it's definitely going to – you can't judge a person after the first year pushing a rebuild because it's going to right. take a while and you don't see tons of signs. But do you think he could um, make this playoff team in like three years or how long do you think it's going to take for them? I'm going to say, I'm going to say not definitely not next year because, you know, they just started the rebuild, rebuild a couple of years ago. Um, I'm going to say not next year, but in two years, I think they might make the wild card spot. And then maybe in three or four, they might be contending for a Stanley Cup again. Yeah, but. I mean, um, the Red Wings had a streak, I think, of 17 straight years of making the playoffs. And it's hard to develop yeah. um, young players when you're um, so good for so long. I mean, we saw that in, like, the um, another NFL reference in the Patriots. I mean, when you're, when you're good for a while, um, you don't get great prospects unless you get, like, a gem. And it's going to take a little while to rebuild the team after you've been so good for so long. Right, because you traded – yeah, because, like, if you're if you're so close to a Stanley Cup, you, you trade away your draft picks for players who are, you know, good, and then they only have a few years left. Because if you're so close and you only need one player, I mean, and then that kind of comes back to bite you later <laughs> because yeah, yeah. you don't have any good draft picks. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's definitely um, – I think it's gonna take. It's hard to watch the Red Wings. I mean, when they're in rebuild. I mean, it's definitely as a fan, you want to see them win. But you know, it's for the greater good if they um if they not struggle, but if they have some hardships and get a yeah. good draft pick and get good young prospects like Raymond. Um, it's definitely it's definitely hard to watch, but um, I don't know. Yeah, it's and and that's another reason why the Griffins are so good because yeah. because they get all the young players they get all the right. Young. Yeah, they get all their new draft picks. So that was like Larkin. I think he only played in the Griffins for like maybe a couple months or like half the year or something like that. Yeah, he didn't play very long. I mean, so good, was, but he he yeah. didn't have much time to be there. And that's that's the good players when they only need a little bit to be there. Um, I think Zadina was with the Griffins for like here. I think to develop. Yeah, and yeah I one thing. Yeah, sorry, what are you saying? No, you're good. Larkin and Larkin Zadina kind of reminds me of Larkin because Larkin's he's not he's not like a big like he's not like a body player. He's not a very physical player. He's he's fast and has good hands. Neither is Zadina. Zadina is kind of on the smaller side of a average like weight size and height. So I and Zadina is also pretty fast too. And he's got good hands. So yeah, well, definitely. I think the Griffins are going to be good for the next couple of years because they're. Getting, I mean, the Rubbings are definitely still in a rebuild, and we're getting the Griffins are getting all their good young players. So I mean, yeah. the Griffins are going to be good. That's what you see. I mean, it's pretty rare, but some teams have a good, um, a good minor league team and a good NHL team. 
but that's usually not yeah. really common because usually if you're not playing well, you get prospects. Good prospects equals better minor teams, and it's just a just a funnel mm-hmm. there. And then your after your minor teams are doing well, the next couple of years your NHL team is going to be doing better. So it's just it's just a cycle that um, takes a little while, and and when you're in the middle of it, it's definitely not fun. Um, but it's for the greater good, and and, and they're going to be there's going to be a good product. I mean, we have a lot of good young players right now. Um, I mean, Bertuzzi, yeah, for sure. we got Larkin, um, Heronic, he's still, he's still pretty young, I think. Um, yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? So, yeah, I think, like, yeah, I just, it's hard to watch them, like you said, right now, because they're just, they're, <laughs> they just kind of suck. Yeah. I mean, it's hard I mean, to if you, there's not good, good enough. Right, yeah. So, I have a question for you. What What do you think their best this offseason? Who do you think was the best player that they added to the roster? I don't know. That's a hard one. Um, yeah. I'm going back to what I um at the beginning. Um, I don't know. Wait. Give me. Give me. I'm gonna think about it for a little bit, and let's go. Let's go back. To that. That's a good question. Actually, I'm gonna go with Bobby Ryan. We were talking about him in the beginning. Bobby Ryan. He's had a great start with the team, and I'm gonna have to go with him for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. He's, he was definitely good, and I think it again gives Larkin some. Some great like coaching, right? And I mean, that's what you see with rebuilding teams. You add a couple of cheaper veterans who are still good and have have been good. They're just not as good as, as in their career, but they have been good, and they're a good mentor for the team. Um, you don't yeah. you wouldn't think about it as if you rebuild, you don't want to add older players, but it's actually beneficial to be able to um, help with the younger players and grow them as a as a player. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I really like. I like the Thomas Grice ad, even though he hasn't really had a good start to the season. I don't think he's won a game yet. But, I mean, like in his loss to the Hurricanes, he stopped 40 out of 42 shots. Or 40 out of 42 shots, yeah. So, I mean, he just – I think the Red Wings' defense right now is their biggest problem. I mean, they. I think they've added some pieces that help put the puck in the net. That was, like, one of the issues last year, one of many. And I think that they got that problem not all the way fixed. I think we can still use a couple forwards. But I think right now our just problem is the defense because our goaltenders have had a great season. Like our – I think Thomas Grice and Jonathan Bernier are really good. So I think we have a good goaltender. I think that was fixed last year when, when we didn't sign Howard again because Howard, ever since he had that groin injury, he's never been the same. So I just – I like Thomas Grice and Bobby Ryan. And um, I like Mark Stahl too. Yeah. So – I mean, I think um, part of the defensive struggles is because, I mean, the Red Wings have had problems with clearing the pocket of the zone. We've seen that this year, too. They just can't clear it, and then the um, opposing team gets a good opportunity and finishes. And you right. can't watch games, and you can't clear the puck out of your zone. And, I mean, that's the same as the power kill. I mean, they yeah. struggle with the power kill. Um, same as the power play. Um, they can't get good opportunity. They can't. They, they can't. Um, move around and pass it well. They they can pass it, but um, at the NHL level, you need to be spot on in every single pass. And right. sometimes they're a little risky, and they um, they just like throw it in the zone instead of like carrying it in, which um, is a struggle. Which doesn't help. Yeah, them. and I think that comes back to when they're in their rebuilding state with all their young players that haven't really been in the league long. They don't really have know how to. They don't have experience on an NHL power play because it's such a difference from the AHL. Oh, for sure. It's so much faster and um, so much a faster pace. And you have to 
Always be ready. You have to know what you're going to do before you even have the puck. You got to know where you're going to yeah. go. Yeah, and sometimes he, even before you get on the ice. Yeah, well, half the time, um, um, goals and power players score by like backdoor cuts and stuff like that. And as a younger player, you don't really look for that. You're just thinking about, I need to get rid of this puck. I need to do something with it before something comes at me. Um, and they sometimes miss that, which um, probably is part of the struggle that they have. In that yeah, like. Like in the now, like in the NHL now, you rarely see a slap shot from the point go in, like because there's just the goalies are a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. Even if the goalie can't see it, they know they put their body in the spot where um it's gonna go off. And adding on to that, rebounds. I mean, you don't see rebounds as often anymore. I mean, there's always rebound. There used to be. I mean, there's and um. So you gotta take the um, opportunities of a rebound when you get them, like Bobby Ryan and um, Bertuzzi. They're good at that. So even though it doesn't come around, I don't think as much. Um, it's still there because they shoot it so hard, but they it either like either deflects out of play usually, or the goalie stops it. Right. Yeah, I agree. I like. I think, like you said, most of the goals scored in today because today's hockey is so much different than than you know twenty years ago. Or twenty years ago, you're just ripping slap shots the blue line and you know 50 percent of them went in where i think today's game the goalies reflexes like you said are a lot better and they they understand the game more and they get in front of pucks a lot easier and then that obviously causes rebounds so i think most of the goals scored today are just rebounds yeah well the, the um usually i feel like slap shots usually they get the rebound usually the rebounds come off of like close shots or where they're like moving and like getting a quick pass in the shot I feel like those were rebounds happen the most nowadays because yeah. usually it's – if it's – usually sometimes you get a rebound off a slap shot, it's, like, not even where it's going to go close to the net. That's the only rebound you're going to get usually nowadays. Yeah. If the, the only time you're really going to get a rebound nowadays from a slap shot is um, if the goalie can't see the puck, like if a guy is um, standing in his way. Yeah, for sure. Especially um, – if they, a lot of times, like, they hit them right in the chest. And it, some, a lot of times now, goalies are great at holding the puck when they hit, hit them there. So. Yeah, I, I feel like they're a lot – I like, like, the gloves. But I feel like the gloves – not only the goalies are a lot better with them, I just feel like they've they've come a long way. You know, like, in, in like, the 1900s, they didn't really look like a glove. They kind of just looked like a sheet of paper. Yeah, well – yeah, part of the technology part, I mean, the game is growing so much. And the NHL is – they're making these new, like, pucks that can, like, show you different stats and stuff. And I think it's just so cool how they can, like mm-hmm. – get a puck that's hit, like, so hard nowadays by, like, a slap shot and stuff is able to, like, withhold that, you know. Yeah, and especially the the stick, too. The stick has – I guess, like, a regular hockey stick has lots of technology and, like, the flex on it and, like, just – that's why, you know, expensive sticks, they can give you your shot, you know, like five, five more miles per hour speed. Yeah, you think of it as like a piece of material, but it's actually so much more than that. I mean, they've designed right. it so perfectly so that, it's, I mean, everything is um, trying to be the peak of performance that you can get. And right. I mean, it's going to be exciting to see what they, what the NHL does in the future and what new technology they add. Yeah, so how about how about the Red Wings, like, the taxi squad? Like, how do you think that's going to affect, like, some players are just going to have to sit. Like, they're not going to get playing time if they're on the taxi squad. And, you know, because they're not going to be playing, they're just sitting just in case anybody gets hurt. How do you think that's going to affect them? 
Yeah, well, that's interesting because the Ravens have had like five players, I think, already. And um, Giovanni Smith is one of the players. I think he's playing um, in his first NHL game today. Um, yeah. Against the Blackhawks. And I think I don't think that they're actually going to be seeing that much. I think they're going to have a lot of chances to be in the game um, because I think there's like five or six of them. And they're like already up, I think. Like, I think five, we have five people on the COVID list right now. So, yeah. I like one goalie on the taxi cab and the taxi list and then like a couple other like a couple forwards and like two defensemen so i yeah. think it's nice to have flexibility and if a player is hurt or um or i don't know injured um or not hurt, hurt and injured or um gets covid and stuff like that yeah that and that's something beneficial that's one thing that's gonna have to be taken into consideration you know like Hockey, hockey is obviously a team sport, but also if you have like a superstar like Alex Ovechkin or Sidney Crosby, if they get COVID, how how is that going to affect like you know different teams? Yeah. So that's that's definitely one thing to take into consideration this year. Yeah, another thing to take into consideration. We saw those like last year. I mean, you said it was like people in the stands, like the emergency goalies. I mean, that was a fun thing, but that's not going to happen anymore. Mm-hmm. Do you taxi squad right. Um, that that was always funny when you saw like, a guy come. <laughs> Like just like a four-year-old, like like um, just like, and he just comes in and like is playing an NHL game, just like it's it's just funny, yeah. and uh, we can't have that great moment anymore. But I think it's definitely better. More people, I mean, more people get paid, more people get money. Um, if they're like the taxi cab players, I mean, they're still getting paid good money, especially yeah. this year. They're they're getting paid more because they're actually playing the games, and um, I think it's definitely. It hurts some players who gets COVID, but then it helps other people. It gives more opportunities for players to play, especially right. the, um, like minor leagues. Some minor leagues aren't playing this year. Some minor league teams aren't playing. So the taxi cab is – or like the taxi list. It's a good way for um, players to um, be able to play who aren't to the level of um, the average NHL player. Especially for the Red Wings who, are, you know, they're in the rebuilding state. I think it gives like some of the players who wouldn't get the – like you said, some of the players who wouldn't get the opportunity to play in the league – if if COVID wasn't a thing and the tactical squad didn't exist, I think it wouldn't give them the opportunity that they need to see how like how the NHL is like. Because I, I think it gives them like a good a good example. Like, okay, if I want to be in the NHL, this is this is this is how good I have to be. Yeah, this is what I have to do. This is what I have to work on. This is what I have to um, train for. Right. And I mean, we see a lot of the negative impacts that COVID has had on um, NHL and all sports in general. But there's definitely some positives to look at for. Um, Especially as a um, developing team, being able to have younger players be able to come in and get NHL experience is definitely key for their growth and future. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And like I said, COVID, like I think the Rings have five players out right now because because of COVID. And I think that's just one of the biggest things to take into consideration this year is like like Michigan's basketball team right now, you know, they're shut, or all athletics are at Michigan are shut down for two, two weeks. weeks. Shut down right. They have the new variant. And, um, right. I mean that's definitely hard for um, players to get back into the get back into the flow of things, and we right. saw that with the because um, the Red Wings didn't play the bubble last year, so that's a big room. Yeah, that, that kind of gives you know team teams like the Stars and the Lightning who were in the bubble for a long period of time last year kind of gives them an advantage because yeah, it gives them an advantage. Yeah, we yeah, like the Red Wings jump out to three yeah. start, so that right. This is a of that. Like they don't know they don't know what to expect because they've never this is like this isn't like. A totally different not, thing to go without fans. Yeah, this is like this is normal. This is not normal for 
teams who didn't make the playoffs were versus teams like the Stars and like the Oil or the Oilers and the Lightning who teams who played in the bubble know know what to expect. Yeah. All right. I think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Thank you guys. Thanks, Michael. Special get special guest for joining us on this episode of the Rubbings. If you guys want more um, news and coverage of the Rubbings, let us know. And thanks. See ya.